everyone, I just want to give you guys a big heads up. I'm so excited about this. Me and Marlon now have a Patreon. So if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically where people pay and, um, you, but with you paying, you get, um, you get more, like, not access to stuff, but more exclusive things and just more fun. And we created one for the podcast where um every time someone pays um all that money will just go back to the podcast and just make your podcasting experience listening a bit better so go over there and check us out there okay, i'm gonna yep it's recording now Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Conversations in Wonderland podcast. I'm Alice, and this is Mar- and and Marlon. Can you say hi? Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Conversations in Wonderland. We have our guest today, Luke Wall, and uh, we'll be talking to him about what he does. And um, I'm looking forward to a fun conversation. Me too. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I'm really looking forward to it. So, Luke, can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Uh, I'm Luke. Well, first and foremost, I'm a dad and a husband. I'm a dad and a husband. Those are my two most important jobs. Um, uh, I, in, in my career, uh, I'm the vice president of digital at Nickelodeon. So I oversee um, all of our digital content production as well. Now, um, more and more, some of our um, linear TV show executions as well. I make uh, unscripted television for Nickelodeon as well. Wow, unscripted television, what's that about? So there's two types of TV, right? There's the type of stuff where you watch where there's a story that's written and uh, you know any sort of sitcom or you know a, a drama or something like that. And then there's unscripted TV, which is stuff like reality television, game shows, things like that. So things that don't follow a pre-written and predetermined um, story is considered to be unscripted television. So that also isn't just, you know, game shows and uh, stuff like that, but it's also like an interview show. The Tonight Show is unscripted television. Studio programming, variety shows, that kind of stuff. Uh, got it, got it. So it's got a, it's a, there's an excitement factor to uh, unscripted television. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, a lot of the stuff that I've made in my career is live television, which is mm-hmm. certainly um, a unique challenge in its own. Um, you know, anything can go right and anything can go wrong in a, in a heartbeat. And it's the kind of thing too, because shows like that are typically made with higher frequency, right? You may watch mm. a comedy show and Seinfeld would come out once a week, whereas unscripted television tends to be with more cadence. So you're only as good as your last show. And if it was really good, you can't really think about it because you might be really bad in your next one. Do you have oh. a problem? Go ahead, Alice. Um, so going back to what you what you said earlier, when things do go wrong, what do you tend to do to try and fix that? Yell and scream. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, have, you know, actually, that's an interesting question, Alice, because I think that over time, um, what you do to fix things, uh, as I've become, as I've grown more mature, right, the way that I handle situations that where stuff is going down the tank a little bit, um, used to be a place where I was probably more frenetic and I would get really worked up about it. Whereas now um, I feel a lot more calm in my decision-making so that I make the right one. Um, in live TV shows, for instance, you have to make, you know, you have to make decisions decisively and quickly. 
Um, they're not always the right one, but it's better to make one quick than to not make one at all. Um, and then something else that's important too, is even if it is going down the tubes, it's critical that while I take my job very seriously and I want everyone else who I'm working with to really have a lot of pride in their work as well, it's important to remember that we're not doctors. We're just TV producers, right? And so if the show's really bad one day, hopefully you get a crack at it tomorrow, but you know, nothing too, too bad's gonna happen, you know? Did you always know this was the field you wanted to get into? No, I had no idea. So um, I, uh, well, I mean, I knew I wanted to work in, 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 in entertainment to some extent, and I wasn't sure. Um, my path is a little, I, I get, uh, my path is a lot different than most people's because a lot of people go to, you know, broadcast journalism schools and they come directly out or they go to TV, radio and film university and they come right out. I didn't even graduate college until I was 38 years old. I um, I left school and I had credits to get done and I never got them. And I thought, this is fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then years kept going by. And once I became a father, I, um, I really wanted to get it done. So I did. Um, but no, like my path started out with me doing production assistant work, which is how most people start out, you know, I'm cleaning up, getting coffee, telling people where to go and be and all that kind of stuff. And just sort of work your way up and I got really lucky that I was in a good position with a boss who recognized that I had skills as a producer and he gave me an opportunity and from there um, it's just been one thing after another. No, I don't think ever I would have picked known where I was going to end up. I mean four years ago I was working only in the news business like I was doing news broadcasts and now here I am I'm working as an executive at a children's television network and I did not see that coming. Um, it turns out it's a really good fit for me and I love it. It's the best job I've ever had. But if you had told me four years ago, I was going to be at Nickelodeon. I wouldn't, I would have been like, I don't know how that happened, but sure. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. Is there, are there things that you've uh, passed on that you, in hindsight, you wish you hadn't? No, I say yes to everything. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there's, there's been jobs that I, I'm not going to go into it, but there's been jobs that I wanted that I didn't get. But like for the most part, you know, most of my opportunities now are coming from people that I've worked with previously who for some reason still think that they want to have me around and they've been asking me if I could come back around, you know? Got it, got it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so what are you working on right now? Is anything uh, that we might know? Yeah. So we're working, yeah. So we're working on a lot of stuff. Um, during the pandemic, we everything sort of changed for us a little bit in terms of how we were supposed to make television shows. And I was working primarily only on our digital and YouTube stuff. But since I had experience creating broadcasts through some of my news experience in the past like this, um, I started making more of our TV shows and we helped the, one of the first shows we launched was this thing called unfiltered on Nickelodeon. Watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's really fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a person sat behind a Snapchat filter and it's a celebrity and the three kids on our panel ask them questions until they can figure out who, who it is. It's really, it's a lot like the old 50s show to tell the truth, but don't. Yeah. Tell <laughs> and it turns out that it's the number one unscripted show on cable for kids six to 11. Yay. So wow. like, been really good and i'm working on a game show right now and we did you know we did a when 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 the when the lockdowns all first started happening there was that day when tom hanks tested positive and everyone freaked out right that was like the day ever freaked out uh a couple days after that the president of the network called me and asked me if i could get a special on the air about how kids were handling covid 
And two weeks later, we did what I think was the first real legitimate remote produced broadcast about this stuff. We got real kids from all over the country to come and talk to Kristen Bell, you know, the actress. She was in Frozen and all these things. And uh, it was really cool. And we were really proud of that because it only took us like two weeks to figure out how to do it and get it on the air from the moment that we decided to do it. So uh, it's been a really interesting and challenging few months. Um, I'm back on set this week. We have really extreme COVID protocols. Everyone has to have masks and face masks and all oh, the wow. stuff. It's wow. kind of scary. Uh, it's kind of scary, but it's also reassuring to know that we're taking every precaution because if someone also gets sick on set, they shut the shows down. So that cannot happen. So please knock on wood. I don't know if that comes across. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. So Alice is like the social media guru of the uh, podcast team. Yeah. And, and uh, I was wondering, has social media sort of uh, shifted the kind of work that comes to you and ideas that are generated? Absolutely. I mean, the thing that we talk about, Alice, you probably would know more about this. So here's the thing. I can say what I know, but I don't really know anything compared to what kids, are, what kids know, right? So we spend a lot of our time talking to people like Alice. We would, I would probably, after this, let's sit down and you can give me, I'll show you some stuff on our socials. Then you can give me some tips. But, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, right now it's not about, you can't just put a show on TV and expect kids to watch it. This is a really, this is a, an incredibly unique question to, to me as a, as an executive at a, at a children's network or a kid's network or a teen network, right? We also do Awesomeness TV, which is this uh, YouTube multi-channel network that um, DreamWorks bought and that we bought back, long story, whatever. Um, but, um, you know, I'm basically creating content for kids six to 11 and then, you know, 11, 12, 13 through 16, 17. And with those two things, the socials are the most important part. Kids aren't don't sit down and turn on the television as much as they used to. So we have to make sure that we're approaching them and getting them to watch all of our stuff on all the different platforms. And one thing I think that we do really well that a lot of other places don't do as well is they think, okay, well, we have a TV show. Let's just take 30 seconds of it and put it on Instagram and then kids will watch it and find it there. And it's mm. like, like, well, that doesn't work that way. So we call it platform specific producing. So. If I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna do something on TikTok, I gotta know what's native to TikTok and approach it that way. I can't expect people to, sit, oh. you know, you have to do yeah. a new separate set of deliverables, right? And that completely changes the man, the way that show teams work. Like we have to now be producing to all these individual platforms. Like Alice, how much TV do you watch compared to how much stuff do you watch on on TikTok and platforms and different things that aren't television? It. it it's a, it's a very big difference. That's all I know, really. Right, right. So, you know, as TV is, you know, uh, look, I'm in the TV business, so obviously I'm very positive about the future of, of broadcast television over the next however long. Um, but if you need, you need to have your ducks in a row in all the other places, otherwise you're going to get left behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, I, I've started to notice, uh, at least with my daughters and, and Alice, uh, they follow, um, I guess the actors or the individuals more than they follow the shows specifically. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, that's become, you know, the, the, the person that's sort of a cult of personality more than it ever has been. Marlon, it doesn't, it's not just true with television. First of all, you know, the influencer model, right? Basically mm -hmm. taking a YouTube influencer and then smashing them into, you know, your YouTube content, or even now to some extent, you know, your linear content. I mean, we have a scripted show called Side Hustle on Nickelodeon 
that starts uh, that stars two uh, young women that started out as being YouTube celebs. We got them on TV. They're on TV now. It's a whole different ballgame, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and that's even true, Marlon. Though I was going to say with sports. I mean, like if you look yeah. at kids, yes. kids it's not like. It's not like you're from Chicago, so you like the Bulls. You might be like, I like Steph Curry, and mm -hmm. I like, you know, James Harden, and that's what I like, which is very different as a kid growing up. And anyone that wasn't on my team was was mud to me, you know. Yep. So it's very interesting. Very interesting. Well, I I was watching, uh, you know, I was planning to watch the Buccaneers for Tom Brady. I don't care about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, right. same idea. I understand. Are people in New, are people in New England rooting for him? A little bit, I guess. A little bit. I mean, you know, just because he switched teams doesn't mean we don't have an uh, sort of an affection for him. Plus, they have Gronk, which, by the way, I know this isn't a sports podcast, but one quick aside, I did work with Gronk at the Super Bowl last year on some Nickelodeon things. One of the kindest and smartest dudes you would be in the room with. Really? Of, like big wow. The thing is an act. It's not real. Gronk is a very intelligent and savvy guy. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I it's 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 sort of it's a, he likes to have fun, but like he's definitely knows what he's doing. Put it that way. I think. Hmm. Alice so, is. Um, Alice is. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Alice. Um. So, Luke, um, what is something that you want people to get out of when they watch your shows? Uh, well, you know, that's, it depends on the show that I'm making, Alice. So I think that back in the days when I was making a news broadcast, I wanted people to feel like they were informed and getting accurate information, right? Then, you know, breaking news was something that I spent a lot of time dealing with. And the one thing that my bosses had always driven into me was better to, to be right than to be first, right? You don't want to spread a story and have it turn out that that's not really the case. So depends on the broadcast. So back then that's, you know, accuracy and getting it right was what I cared about the most. And then now I just want kids to have a good time and I want them to be happy and enjoy themselves and not think about some of this. You know, this is a very stressful year. Um, I think for all kids, you know, the last 12 months have been really difficult or I guess 10 months since March have been really difficult. Um, I see it with my five-year-old son and I see it with all kinds of kids. And so I think that at Nick right now, we just want to make sure that we're giving kids a place to sort of remember what it's like to be a kid and to enjoy themselves and not worry so much about how just freaking strange this year has been, you know? Yeah. That's a word for me to do. But, you know, I think that's it. Just, it, and look, when you're coming to watch a program at Nick, it's different than trying to watch a, you know, a, a Disney show, for instance. Disney's, you know, their kids, I love Disney stuff. We watch tons of it and, you know, but Disney things are like the princes and the princesses and it's all very like, there's a sort of Disney trope and vibe that works really well for them. Nickelodeon is like silly, right? We do a reference, you get messy, you get slimed. Like we do, our, our sort of thing is a little bit more, in, it's not about like the whimsical and the fantastic as much as just what it means to embrace being a kid and what's the mm. spirit of being a kid. And to me, that is a really fun thing to continue to explore all the time because even though I turned 42 on Tuesday, I can't help but sometimes feel a little bit like a big kid when I'm working on this stuff because like it just brings you back, you know? And that's a good feeling too. It helps. That's awesome. Happy, happy birthday on Tuesday. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate I, it. Are you more critical of the things that your kids watch being in the business you're in? Uh, no. Uh, I think I have, I have, I probably should be, I have a bit of a blind <laughs> when I come to that, you know, mm. I, I, I was, I was actually 
uh, I was watching Thor the other night and my son came out in the middle of the night. He woke up and he woke up like for him in the middle of the night, but it was like 1130 or something. And I was watching Thor and he came out and he looked at me. He was like, what are you watching? And I was like, that's Thor. He uh, flies around and he carries a really big hammer and he hits people with it. And he was like, really? I want to watch that. And I was like, no, you can't watch Thor right now. But like my point being, I was like, maybe I should let him watch Thor. Probably not. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's great. Alice, is there anyone that Luke should be paying attention to from social media? Yeah, tell me, Alice. Tell me, I'll sign him. (laughs) Well, if you're going to sign them, then I guess it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I mean, we can work on that, Alice. We can work on that. I can make it happen. Um, I mean, Alice, I think that is important, too. Send me ideas if you have them. We're always looking. Actually, that's one thing. Nick that's really important too I think is that it's one thing to approach someone who has 50 million followers and see and put them into your programming and 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 with the expectation that it will succeed and chances are you know it probably will do great but what's really important is to find um young you know to find the kids that are that are talented and interesting and kind and cool to work with that can grow with our brand together that's sort of one thing that Nick is really we're looking a lot into for the next year or two is identifying some folks who are who are burgeoning talents and helping them grow with us together because that's really cool and actually that's one thing about nick kids that i will say too is i i think it's a really important thing when you look at the on-air talent at, at nick is all of the kids that i work with for the most part are just really really wonderful uh, kids they're really kind and polite and really awesome and i think that that goes a long way because not everyone's so kind and polite these days. So I think it means a lot that Nick kids like that are behave that way. I think that's critical. So, so Nick, you really have a talent development process that you all? For sure. I mean, we're always looking for new, 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 new kids to work with, you know? I mean, we, last weekend, we did the, we did the, the wild card football game, actually. We did the Nickelodeon broadcast of, um, of the Saints Bears game. And, you know, it was a hilarious game that everyone talked about later with like all these slime people and there was things all like graphics and all kinds of funny stuff happening throughout the show but it was huge on social media everyone was talking about it but the biggest takeaway was that you know we had lex who's a young man who was played football as a kid and stuff but he's never been a sideline reporter before and he was fantastic and then you had gabby green gabby was in the booth calling the game with two you know with with two big time sports broadcasters and she doesn't know anything about football but she was there to ask the questions and to be the kid who wasn't sure. And she was, I just can't even tell you remarkable. Like the blew the doors off the thing. Everyone is all they can do is talk about how Gabby was so great. and Lex was so great. And so we put these kids in a situation where like they were challenging themselves and doing something completely different. And, you know, afterwards I congratulated the, the, each of them and they're just so gracious and thanking our teams and how we all work together to do it. It's just, it made me really proud to see two, young people who are so kind and so awesome succeed. It made me feel really good. That's another part of my job that's really great. I get to watch kids do awesome stuff all the time and get to have a small, tiny piece of having be a part of how, you know, a kid did something awesome makes me feel extremely good. It really does. So we have one last question for you. And my question is, um, going back to what you said just a few seconds ago, um, is going big on things like social media and just over the internet something that you think that you need to succeed yes of course we absolutely need to do that kind of stuff in order for us to do well and i think actually more and more 
you can look at the way kids look at some brands and they don't really even, def- you know, you may think Nick is cool or not cool, not because you watch it on television, but because of what our social presence is, right? And the same thing goes for something like Awesomeness, which is our, you know, our teen brand, right? If Awesomeness is shows and stuff that they put on YouTube are really funny and great, but the stuff that we put on, you know, on, on, on Insta or on TikTok is corny, like kids aren't going to like it and they're going to say, get out of here. So if you can't win them there, Alice, then you won't win them to watch your, your programming at the end of the day, which honestly still, let's be honest, it's, I work in the television business. It's not a hobby, right? So I still need to make sure that people are watching things where advertisers can do their stuff. So if you can't, you need to be able to get them over from the social stuff onto the TV side. And that's a challenge. But if you don't have the first part down, you are not going to get the second part. So actually, Alice, that question is is very, very spot on because it's probably nothing more important right now than winning there first. That's true. Well, thank you, Luke, for being with us. Um, you were very fun to interview. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I miss seeing you. Um, I don't just so everyone, Alice's, Alice's dad and I were roommates in college from day one. So um, I have a lot of love for your entire family. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to me and ask me to have on. It was a real honor. Thank you. And thank you so much, Marla, for being a part of this too. And thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Great chatting with you, Luke. All right, take care. All right. You guys, be well. Don't be a stranger, Alice. Hit me up. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.